0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Marvin Massa podcast. This is episode seven and part three of my interview with Nicholas Morgan. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Now let's pick back up where we left off. I would say for those listening, I don't recommend Chainsaw Man. It's spiritually just perverse. Yes, it it's, is. It's don't watch it. It's yeah, I just don't recommend it, and I wouldn't want that blood on my hands of oh they talked about chainsaw man in in their podcast it's probably a good anime no (laughs) not saying it's a bad anime but it's it's not going to edify you it's not going to build you up it's it's probably just going to tempt you and want you make you lust or make you um
1: yeah just don't watch it yeah no just don't watch it And it's popular. This is what people like. It's definitely a shift in the way that people have viewed art where it's like we don't, we're not as much interested in making things. We're definitely a lot more interested in breaking and tearing them down piece by piece and like bringing them down to their base components because we're, it's definitely a a spirit of rebellion I would say. Um, Because people have kind of resented the status quo a bit in a lot of a lot of different, um, not just art, but really just a lot of different institutions. Um, and it definitely affects the art and it affects like, how people, you know, the things that they want to see. They want to see direct references to the thing that was there. And then it's turned on its head in a way to uh, show some disrespect in a way, but also it's something new. It's the new high, it's the new appeal. Um, something like Chainsaw Man definitely has that sort of. <laughs> Has that sort of content in it where it will make the references to tropes. Turn it on and said, oh, appeal because it's different. And Sure, there is some, there's some nice action here and there, but you could experience that in different ways. Um, making reference to Demon Slayer, Demon Slayer is like almost completely opposite of that sort of deconstructionist thing. It's an appeal to an older idea, an appeal to what Shonen honestly could really be and what could become again like wholesome, you know, family dynamic. Um, I haven't caught up to it as much as I probably should have, especially like with the new movie that's come out, coming out. um, It's already out. It's already out.
0: Yeah, Yeah. it's already out. It came out at the recording of this podcast probably three weeks ago.
1: Yeah, but it's definitely, it's, it's a show that you can definitely, you can bring up a traditional story. And with traditional structure and whatnot at, le- at least with what i've watched so far it doesn't necessarily have to challenge tropes it just has to be well told and it has to be told with passion yeah and going into like the
0: people like taking the cookie cutter naruto dragon ball one piece trigon the golden age of shonen um i mean now you have a new genre that's been birthed like one punch man where you're intentionally mm. trying to troll those those anime and manga but it succeeds yeah and it does a really good job and people are like oh this is awesome like we really want to watch this now so no one punch like, man yeah. i'd recommend it's it's wholesome it's funny it's yeah, I don't think it's 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 a pretty safe anime, I'd say for the most part.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would say if you're a fan of superheroes, you like My Hero Academia, for instance, there's a lot of reference to just the formula of what a superhero is. Turning it on said to say, Okay, this is the hero who has gone through all his arcs. He's already like he's at the zenith of his power, <laughs> essentially. There's he starts no... with being number one. Yeah, there's there's no challenge for him now, but that's that's the point in a way. Like what happens to the man who has everything that he's wanted? And yeah. you know, it's it's it it goes into it's kinda of
0: dark too in a yeah. sense where he gets depressed. He's like he feels nothing. He wants a challenge. He Yeah, it's it's kind of a metaphor for like even if you are at the top, yeah. no matter where you're at, um, you can still feel despair yeah. depression
1: it's it's an important hopelessness. To- it's an important topic to go into though a lot of people will aspire to get that one thing and might just be in pursuit of it for a while and it's it's unwise to just fixate on it and have your all your hopes in on that one material thing and then imagine the people who do get that and are at the top and they're still miserable it's it's a reflection to say okay there has to be something higher there has to be something deeper an appeal to something that doesn't that doesn't just come from you, something, something that you it's not something that just comes from you I'm, I'm literally you like make. watching you hold,
0: yeah. i'm gonna keep this part in there i'm literally watching you hold your mic like this and i'm thinking of the post where i'm like i'm gonna have to edit this part because it's gonna be two different levels of audio and i'm gonna have to switch them that's literally all i was thinking i was like yeah, you know, I'm just going to tell him to hold the mic in front of his. Anyways, sorry, you were saying, I don't even know what you were I'm saying. what
1: did you say, Mark? <laughs> um, uh, thank goodness for post-production. We'll just yeah. put it in post, right? Everything will yeah, be fixed. Yeah, then. yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, who's going to win? Goku or Saitama?
0: It has to be Saitama because he's, he's literally one point, like logically speaking, it's Saitama. I don't care how cool and how awesome and amazing I thought Goku was and revered Goku as the ultimate anime character, but Saitama's literally gonna punch him once and into oblivion.
1: Yeah, definitely like seeing like the early conversations when it was like especially with uh, something like um the these uh battle channels on YouTube where it's like we're gonna discuss okay Superman versus versus Goku who wins or one one punch man versus Goku like for instance I might disagree with that and I might say Superman but honestly like conceptually Saitama is supposed to be the strongest like of anywhere any place
0: whatever crossover he's in all he has to do is punch once that's it
1: but there wouldn't be a point to his character in that particular thing if he wasn't going to win it's not the point to see who's the strongest within that sort of discussion. And a lot of people just missed that point for years and just had this debate. And it's like, that's not the point of the story, guys. You yeah. got to have critical insight unto, into the topic that this author is trying to get to. So you would think Superman would beat Goku? Um, conceptually, Superman is like the strongest. He is... Zeubamench. He is the guy who is supposed to be the standard of strength. Um, Goku is someone who is continually aspiring to be stronger. So are you, how how caught up are you on on Dragon Ball? Not at all. Okay,
0: so like Dragon Ball Super and, and that, like Goku would kick his butt so fast. Maybe like Goku Super Saiyan 1, Super Saiyan 2 yeah. soup i think that's su- say super saiyan oh yeah super saiyan <laughs> i'm I'm getting confused i haven't said super saiyan in a long time but yeah goku super saiyan one or two that'd be a decent mm. fight with with superman but i think anything beyond like goku super saiyan three and beyond i don't think superman can touch him but also wrong, too man. i have this bias of dc's Terrible Superman movies and terrible movies, as my perspective and lens that I'm like, Superman's trash. I don't care what anyone says because the movies that DC created in the past decade are trash.
1: Yeah, that is except for being yeah.
0: carried by Batman. Yeah, and man. that arc. Yeah, that that I can appreciate, but yeah, Superman. I mean, and what DC did through the live action, it was just it was not it w- it wasn't a good look i didn't i didn't appreciate it and it literally to this day i still look at it i look at superman through that lens and i'm like superman's not appealing
1: he's not cool he sucks like that's it and it's it's a huge disservice to his character especially with some comics and some stories that you read um you have, a stor- you have a story. You have a story. Superman versus the elite, where it's it's not really so much of a question of like how strong Superman is. That does come into it, but you can get into into discussions of what is the responsibility of a man who has that much strength. Should he be like judge, jury, and executioner? You can get into detail into depth with a character like Superman, and then someone like Zack Snyder comes in and essentially reduces him down to this this pseudo Christ-like figure. He's a and superhero this- yeah. and we shouldn't
0: be trying to relate to him. He's a superhero. Don't adapt the movie and create the movie to make me feel his feelings. Like, I want to see this man obliterate yeah.
1: and save the world. Now, you can't make him like a person with emotions. You just don't want to make him so sappy and moody and, like, reduce him to our level. Yeah, He's supposed to address, like, certain topics and certain conversations of... You know, that we can understand, but not necessarily, like, closely, like, feel like this is what we experience on the everyday. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, how does this relate to Goku, do you think? (laughs) How does this relate to Goku? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, it's an interesting thing where people will constantly aspire to consistently be stronger or, like, have some sort of, like, monomania about a certain thing, um, if if I recall correctly, like Goku's like never kissed Chi Chi. If that's correct, what? Yeah, I, I've heard this. Like Goku doesn't I even they know kissing. Yeah, they don't. They don't need to kiss Dragon Ball uh, well, at all. No, I mean it's referenced because I think another character does it with someone else, like kisses, and like Goku asks, "What's that?" and it's like (laughs) oh gosh yeah that's probably a filler i missed (laughs) it brought i think it's something from dragon ball uh, super i think but i'm not sure maybe Um, i don't know i know i've I've watched the abridged that's what i've seen
0: (laughs) yeah it at least in the dragon ball series like all we're looking for at least as the og fans is i don't care about plot anymore i just want to see action i don't care about who it is i just want to see action and also i think there's this underlying desire for all OG Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Z fans just that the series of Gohan reaching his full potential yeah because he turned into a schmuck after he got married after he found Videl after he became became the great Saiyan man like he just he just turned into a schmuck and he was supposed to be great like he was supposed to be way stronger than Goku way stronger than all these guys and here Goku is still trying to Carry the whole team, which is fine, I guess. But, anyways,
1: yeah, yeah. If we if we had to bring it back to manga, especially like when I first saw a cover for Dragon Ball, like the original Dragon Ball, I was immediately more interested in that than the other cover art that was having, f- for like the other mangas from like Dragon Ball Z or like Dragon Ball Super or whatever. Because it it's there's definitely an issue with a show's longevity if you just keep the story going. And your main protagonist, he's gone through all the character development that he could go through. And then he just becomes this one note character after a time because that's that's all he's he can do. That's all the character growth that he can go through before he just becomes boring. And then of course you yeah. want someone like Gohan to succeed and like get his character development. Um Yeah, at this yeah. point
0: I think at least what I've seen in the in the anime of Dragon Ball Super, they've just elongated Goku's transformations to make it last longer to make the fights more interesting you're sitting there as the viewer like goku can just go super saiyan god or or whatever ultra instinct
1: instantly but he's
0: sitting here fighting him in regular form just to play around
1: like come on yeah and how many times can we kill goku before it actually sticks (laughs) (laughs) because apparently we can raise him from the dead at any time (laughs) yeah not just through
0: shenron anymore just every every form that they want to imagine and and throw in there
1: and just yeah, it's interesting. coming off of a manga that was like produced in the 80s that helped really just set the genre for a lot of things to come in the future. And a fantastic illustrator. I've seen some of the pages and some of the spreads, especially for the original Dragon Ball. And it's beautiful stuff. Um, does it compare to some of the stuff that is produced now? Actually, kind of, yes. It has its own style. It's a little old, but it's still approachable. And it's very imaginative. You have some balance of character and a balance of stakes and whatnot. Some of it gets into some gag material every so often where it's you can't take it like so seriously at certain sections. But imagine when like Piccolo Junior was like the biggest threat of all time. You you can't you can't anymore. Yeah. In the context of Frieza, Cell um whatever happens in dragon ball yeah. super they just and, got too powerful yeah and it's like now we're just fighting existential threats so at this <laughs> point that's all that's the only room we have to grow now just different universes that's they've conquered yeah. everything on these different
0: planets now it's like okay well let's fight other universe
1: yeah and just the only thing you could the only thing you could do is like to really subvert it maybe it'll just like I don't know if Goku gets knocked down to level one again. <laughs> just, yeah. just reduce him. And then it's suddenly. Well, they 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 kind of did the arc where um
0: I'm gonna butcher it. But basically an evil Goku. They made that guy okay. they they somehow created evil Goku.
1: Oh, is that Goku Black? Yeah. Is that what he's called? Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they were just like, okay, well. Let's just throw another Goku in here and let them fight each other oh
1: it's, it's mecha Godzilla versus Godzilla <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> essentially
0: exactly but yeah manga I, I I enjoy it more I enjoy it more I like the the process of being able to imagine and I, I I enjoy reading more than movies, and I'm always let down when I see an adaptation of a movie or an anime from something that I previously read because it's it's not it's never going to be what you imagined it you can greatly appreciate it and what they did, but it's, it's not going to be like the first experience you had when you read it and you were imagining the plot in your mind or you're imagining what the character sounded like in your mind or what they're just all that, the setting in your mind. So yeah,
1: yep. you got to experience the passion of the artist at work on display. So as, as I think about that, you're a
0: writer, you have a degree in, in English creative writing concentration specifically so when are you gonna i guess i'm gonna say this to hold you accountable to everybody that's listening when are you gonna start writing
1: oh man and uh,
0: do you want like what genre of writing do you want to write do you want to be like a c.s lewis where you can be a theologian while also creating the chronicles of narnia or do you want to go the route of like um i don't know token or Tol- Tolkien, or <laughs> Tolkien,
1: you did a South Park Tolkien. thing there for a second. <laughs>
0: Tolkien, or um, like R. R. Martin, or like I mean, any of the contemporaries today that are creating really good content. Like, what do you want to do?
1: Nonfiction, like, yeah, no, that's actually an excellent question. Um, especially for as long as I've been a Christian and understanding like the parable of the talents, where it's the gifts that God gives you, shouldn't you give something back into it? Um this isn't necessarily to say that it's shameful to as a Christian to write something that might not have to be like theologically related. But if I'm going into fiction, it's especially if I'm gonna use up a lot of energy getting into it, I might as well spend it doing something that does glorify God in some way. Mm-hmm. Um my heart definitely goes to fiction. I'm not really a poet. I prefer prose. Um I mean, a lot of people revere Tolkien just because of how much ubiquity the Lord of the Rings has in cultural consciousness. Um, A lot of people will make reference to the movies. That's just a reflection of a lot more detail than that, an insane amount of detail. He wrote the language first before he wrote the books. That's That's how much dedication he had toward his world building and just being just a scholarly guy
0: random um um, I'm, i'm thinking of this tiktok that i saw where they take a bag of rice and they have a blank white canvas or piece of paper on the ground but they drop a bag of rice in the middle and so they drop it in the middle the bag of rice and all the grains of rice fall all over this white canvas and paper that it's on, and then they they trace the outline and they trace like the little islands and everything. They remove the rice and that is the the world map of the story that they're creating or the I don't know for D and d players the hmm. the world that they're gonna play in so that's just what I thought when I thought about you saying um he created the language before. <laughs> I just had that thought. I was yeah, like,
1: oh, yeah. yeah no, there are some very creative things that people will do in their process. Um, I would never advocate this necessarily, but Stephen King will just write. And granted... Stephen King. I don't... Ooh, I completely forgot about I've read a lot of Stephen King. I don't really like his stuff, to be honest, just based on the way that he writes. Um, but I've only experienced a little bit of it. Maybe what I you read? Maybe I might expand I, I tried The Gunslinger. Um, The Gunslinger
0: is interesting and it's tough to get into it's a it's an interesting series to grab a hold of because of you're bringing his his writing style up Um, but that was more of his early stuff
1: yeah I I haven't really I'm I'm familiar with some of the stuff that he's done in um, the Shining and uh, it. Mm -hmm. and um, have you read those no I have not but you're just familiar about the movies yeah I'm familiar with it I I saw the Shining movie and from there I heard about like the differences between adaptation and you know the original work and I heard about it I I actually watched the old old adaptation of that Mm -hmm. and uh, some of the stuff that it omitted that i probably would not want to reference a very specific yeah, we're not gonna, thing we're not going to reference any yeah, of that um, yeah, i um, already know what you're talking about yeah. but uh just one of the, yeah for well,
0: those listening it is heinous if you actually read the book i don't recommend it as a christian i don't recommend it at all it's it's not gonna ha- like don't read it
1: yeah no um no 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 not, not as if it's wholesale like every single word is bad but just certain things in it it, it would just yeah. be best if you were not privy to what we're privy of right now it's also a big book there's other things you could read that are much more worth your time anyway um but but yeah Stephen Stephen King just pumps books out yeah he but the thing is we also have writers like Brandon Sanderson who can still outline and still plan things out and still pump books out really good stuff on a consistent basis i'm um, i'm our mutual friend kyle just in his bookshelf which i will yeah eventually get to the stuff that he's he's into although i have started a, the way of kings and um one of his uh web series that he got me into um which is which i like a lot yeah and um, uh, going back to yeah. stephen king because my
0: it wasn't until i was in the military that one of my friends in the military were reading a lot this was a, a, about the time in the military where I became like a, a nerd, nerd Weibotaku where I like f- playing D anD D, playing Warhammer, like the actual tabletop, playing like trading card games. Um, he was reading a lot of Stephen King, and you know he he basically gave me the outline. It, it was actually um, Raito. I'm not gonna say his his real name, but on Discord, Raito. he was the one that like kind of got me into it. He's a huge Stephen King fan. He's a huge like really intelligent can burn through books quickly too. Um, But he was talking to me about Stephen King and how like his, his stuff now is very more much streamlined and, and easy to read and, and goes places. And Mm -hmm. I can't remember the last book I read by Stephen King, but I remember it was, it was, wasn't hard. It didn't hurt. And it wasn't like stressful, but the gunslinger stressful. I remember trying to read through the gunslinger and I was like, Bro, this is kind of annoying right now.
1: And I, I would just prefer to plan things in process. Thus, too, considering, like, every piece that kind of forms together to, like, make a a combined puzzle, it would be good to insert stuff that is allegorical, or at least makes reference to something, or at least in some ways edifies God. You know, the ultimate storyteller, the ultimate yeah. artist. Um, so I would probably mimic more of a Clive Staples um, thing, honestly. Would I do it necessarily in the same format that he did? No, but I would still take quite a bit of the spirit into it. He wasn't just the author of the Chronicles of Narnia, although that's what a lot of people will go to considering analogy and yep. whatnot. But he also wrote stuff like The Great Divorce, which was a lot more uh, philosophical and definitely theological. And he also wrote a space trilogy, um, which not as many people are familiar with. Um, I mean even yeah. even the screw tape letters oh that's yeah. not the
0: theolo- I mean it is theological and yep. spiritual in, in, in a sense, but the vein in which he wrote he wrote oh. from a fictional fictional but believable standpoint that could still be kind of used as 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 theology and oh, can yeah. benefit oh yeah like and for those unfamiliar with um, the screw tape letters, it's basically without giving too much detail. It's basically a a, a demon writing to little junior demons mm-hmm. about how to tempt and make Christians fall. And it's a really interesting read in so many different regards because the writing's good cuz it I mean it's CS Lewis he, he was a very prolific. Yeah, yeah. prolific yeah. man, very very, very um I don't know, you could describe him way better than I can. <laughs> but the way he wrote screw tape letters, it wasn't like a book, it was it was literally letters that mm. this demon was talking to his junior demons about and it it helps you as a Christian recognize like, oh crap. Like there is a whole nother world out here. And they are trying to deceive me. They are trying to make me fall and stumble. But also, too, from a non-Christian perspective, you're like, wow, this is a really good read. Yeah. This is very interesting. This is a take on, you know, the demonic in a whole different way. In a sense, they seem friendly, quote-unquote, in a sense. Because it's you're coming from that perspective where you're like, oh, you're on this team, quote-unquote, when you're reading it. But yeah, that was a, that was yeah. a, a really good read.
1: Yeah, and I would... I would want to take that sort of um, stance in writing. I don't have to be sequestered to a certain genre, although I prefer fiction, but I also like history. I would love to take like a nonfiction stance to like, say, okay, let's do a deep dive into a certain portion of history, maybe see where God might have been involved in this particular way, maybe, or just recount the event. Um, there's definitely a lot of books that could be written about a yeah. lot of figures. That, I'm thinking, too, yeah. like even...
0: Going back in history and creating an, an alternate reality of
1: what if God showed up during historical fiction is one of my jam too. Um I've no, I, I can't make specific reference to like things that I might want to write and then see someone <laughs> can like catch me and yeah. what I might say. But there's like um certain portions of like French history, especially in the medieval age, it's fascinating. And especially when you have, like, certain Christian figures, like, put in the midst of that, like, how they acted and in the ways, how might they have affected the people around them. There's so much, like, reference and so much material that you could use for historical fiction. And then, like, put in put in a way where modern readers, current readers, sorry, not modern readers, we're in a weird post, post-modern age. is <laughs> weird. But, um... Yeah, it's people can still connect to history and be able to learn from the stuff in the past, and yeah. especially Christians to see how previous Christians acted—Catholic, Greek Orthodox, Miaphysite or whatnot—gain um, gain a connection to what the church used to be, what people might have believed back then, or might have handled the gospel or handled Scripture a lot differently. Yeah, especially in a pre-like mass publishing age where we wrote everything down instead of printing it in like blocked letters or whatnot or before you know printers and ink and laser printing or whatever that brings another thought
0: to mind I was watching this I don't know it was either I think it was Instagram but this guy was talking about this missionary couple that went to China the reason why I have this thought is because we were talking about, like, what if history was altered, Be if, if Jesus was preached or if Jesus, if, if some sort of Christian would have, you know, encountered certain different, certain situations. Like, imagine Hitler becoming a Christian and then being set on fire. Like, that could have been a crazy alternate universe or alternate... Yeah. Anyways, but um, missionaries to China, they go to this very, very unreached place, never heard of the gospel, never... I'm sure it was like a a tiny village or something like that, but never heard of the gospel, wasn't privy to Jesus, wasn't privy to, so they give the, they, they share the message of Christ and people, you know, get saved. They surrender their life to Jesus. And the elder of the village was like, yo, when did this man die? Was this like last week? Was this last month? Like this is how ignorant they were to the gospel, ignorant they were to Jesus. They're like, yo, did this happen a month ago? This happened two weeks ago and the guy was like no this happened 2000 years ago and the 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 village elder responded with then why did it take you so long to tell us and you think about that and you think about all of that man's genealogy that ha- have died not knowing Jesus now eternally separated from him from him if they didn't re- you know receive Christ as Lord and Savior and if they didn't surrender their life to him like that's crazy. And so that's that makes me think of, you know, the genre of Christian evangelism or Christian um influence in certain parts of history. Like what mm-hmm. would history have looked like? What would have Germany looked like? What would like during the the Hitler mm-hmm. ages? Mm-hmm. What would um You know, I mean, all the Jews that died because of this atrocity of, yeah, so, so I I
1: can. Man, I could go into a deep dive of like Dietrich Bonhoeffer, or like the German church during that time. Or imagine like a Christian taken from antiquity, like relative to that time, insert him into there. Or someone from way beyond, maybe we extrapolate. To a point where, what are Christians going to be in the future? Yeah, especially based on what is happening. Yeah, like how are they going to view things differently because of how just information communication changes? How much of the context of Scripture might be lost if we're not constantly reminding ourselves and reminding others of the religious, the history of how the gospel was formed or who these people were, what these cultures were? Um, There was a time in which the Hittites weren't even looked on as history. But the Bible made reference to them. And people that doubted the authenticity of the Bible believed that the Hittites were a a fictional people. And then later we found, through archaeology, oh yeah, they were real. The Bible made reference to a real people. Maybe we should have trusted in that. There might be a time where Assyrians and Babylonians are looked on as more of myth, and Mesopotamians aren't even referenced. What was the Fertile Crescent? Um. yeah there's there's so much that we can view in context of religious a lot of what scripture says I'm making reference to the great commission like we need to be reaching a lot of different people especially in the information age where we can reach so many people even more so yeah. than we've ever done before Yeah, there's a greater responsibility to reach more and more people because it's so so easy now it's just a tool Yep. All of
0: this is a tool to To spread Jesus That's why I'm doing this Like I'm not just gonna pop a podcast out of, out of out of my own imagination It wouldn't have come like that It. This is all because God had burdened me with this It was on my heart to do it It was on my heart to step out of I guess social media hiding in a sense Like I was in and out of social media for a while And took a hiatus for a few years And But this year, God just gave me peace. He gave me the direction. Like, I want you to be a light on social media. I want you to put out content that can represent me well. Thank you guys for tuning into the Marvin Massa podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode with my guest, Nicholas Morgan. I'll be having him on next episode again as we continue our conversation. In the meantime, please share the podcast. Please like the podcast, follow the podcast, let someone know about what's going on here. And until next time, see you later.